Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsa and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to break down for you uh, the three commandments of email marketing. I actually did a email marketing masterclass for the part, our partner companies and all of their teams on how to use email marketing effectively. And uh, the thing that stood out the most to them were the three commandments, the things that I'd learned over 10 plus years of doing email marketing, something that no matter how good a marketer you are, you can't actually get without doing the work. And this is 10 years worth of experience uh, condensed into three bullet points. And I'm going to break that all down for you uh, right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. All right, let's go. In this episode, I'm going to break down for you the three commandments of email marketing. Now, uh, for the purposes of this, let me please set the stage. This is uh, using email as a marketing channel where you send one to many emails. I'm going to also assume that you have some piece of software that does this. It doesn't matter what it is, but where you can send one to many emails that have subscribed to your database. If you are not doing email marketing, uh, you should definitely listen to this episode because I'm going to give you the very quick basics of how to do it and how to win from it. And if you're already doing email marketing and you're a guru and a veteran, see if uh, these thoughts and these ideas can actually dovetail with what you've learned. So what is the big aha moment around this stuff. So I've been doing email marketing, if you will, sending one to many emails to my database over time uh, for the last 10 plus years. We send tens of millions of emails a year uh, based on the database size. So we're, we see a lot of data around who opens it, who clicks it, what do people buy. In this time period on email alone, without any sales calls. So from my email marketing efforts, I've had no sales team, no follow-up, no outbound, none of that. From email alone, we've sold over $10 million worth of stuff. So I know that's not a lot for a lot of you, but for someone that's just writing email and randomly selling stuff, that's a decent amount of stuff. So uh, I think you should uh, consider the learnings around all of this. And how this came about was several of our partner companies, the companies that we are invested in and the CEOs that we mentor to grow, wanted to figure out how they can up their email game and how they can do more email to nurture their database, set appointments, or sell stuff. And so recently, last week, I did a masterclass, uh, two-hour masterclass for them on how to actually do that. By the way, if you want a copy of it, I'm happy to send it to you. Just, uh, I don't have it all set up, so just DM me the word on Instagram, email masterclass, and I'm sure my team will pick it up and send you the link. So no opt-in, nothing, I'll just send you all of it. Just DM me the words email masterclass so my team knows exactly what you're referring to and they can send you all the information to the email masterclass, all right? So here's how uh, it works. So we did a two-hour masterclass where I spent a lot of time going back over the lessons that I learned in the last 10 plus years. And the key thing uh, was all centered around, like if I could, if I just knew these three things and if I did them well, 
everything would work in a very, you know, in a very kind of um, integrated way. So I'm going to break down for you the three commandments, if you will, of email marketing. So before I do that, uh, here's the roadmap for today. It'll be short and punchy. I'm going to talk to you about kind of why this is important. Uh, two, I'm going to tell you about kind of the, the problems that people think about. And three, I'm going to actually give you the three commandments and how to operationalize those. All right. So uh, why this is important, the the problems and the opportunities, and then I'll give you the actual three commandments. Otherwise, if I just gave you the three commandments, you'd be like, well, I, there's no context to them. So uh, let me go. Let me go really quick. So uh, a big part of this masterclass was centered around this one thing, which is how to build a world class email community without being a fancy copywriter. I see a lot of folks that are copywriters who sell copywriting services to other marketers and other marketers are super excited that other marketers marketed to them. And there's this incestuous thing that they're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. But all of our stuff goes to consumers, people that buy our stuff, people that are everyday people that live, build and learn businesses. And I want to show you how to build a world-class email community without being a fancy copywriter. And most importantly, I, I want to tell you why this is important. It's important because email, whether you like it or not, is the first stop and the last stop on people's phones. When people wake up in the morning, they open their phones, they turn off their alarm, and what do they look at? Yeah, they may go to social media, but that there's always the stop. They look at the number of emails that they've received in the last 12 hours, and they open it up, and they're like, oh, what is here? How can I sort this? It is the first stop. And the, it is also the last stop in a lot of ways. Even though people will tell you, oh, I shut off my email at 7 o'clock, it is total BS. Nobody does that. I, and I say nobody, I, I, it's, that's uh, too collective. Uh, most people <laughs> don't do that. They, when you read email, you're like, oh, it's the last email for the night. I'll look at it in the morning. So it's always the first stop and the last stop. So it, it, it forms a very... Uh, you know, book-ended way into our lives, so you can't discount its importance, and it's, it's really powerful. Number two, uh, email marketing in a lot of ways is uh, people choose you. If you think about it, on in Facebook, right? When you write, do Facebook marketing, people don't choose you. The ads are done by the algorithm and served up to people based on their interests, whatever, and. Yes, we are hoping that people are interested in something and then click on us. But when it comes to email marketing, people chose you. We don't, like the average person, we don't get e random emails from 97 people that we don't know on a given basis unless they scrub our list or whatever. But most people that we get email from are the ones that we have opted into receiving them. They chose you. And since they chose you, there is this built-in congruency and affinity towards that. And you got to respect that, which is a really powerful thing. And last but not least, I also think email has personalized leverage. And I'll talk about that in a second. What, what I mean by personalized leverage is that you know that when Sharon came into my list, Sharon clicked a button and Sharon came in through, you know, buying X product or downloading X PDF. Therefore, Sharon is interested in X. You have two people on your list, people interested in X and people interested in Y. You have insane personalized leverage there because you can say, send this email to everybody that's interested in X. And you get insane uh, uh, connectivity because now you get people who have both opted into you and you know how they came into your world that have, that have designated what they like. Just by knowing those three things, being a first stop and a last stop on any given day, any given day, they've chosen you by opting in and you get personalized leverage. Email is a really, really powerful, powerful method, right? Um, last but not least, I will tell you this one more thing. Email is the slowest scroll. I say it again. Email is the slowest scroll. On, on 
if you if you if you um, watched people doing social media or Twitter or Netflix or uh, Instagram or whatever, and you just watch them on their phone scrolling, even while reading Google search results, if you watch them scrolling, they scroll really, really, really fast because the eyes are just scanning, looking for something. They're scrolling really, really fast. No one scrolls fast on email, right? The scroll is a slow scroll with the thumb. Email is the slowest scroll. So if there's no other reason for you to actually do uh, get in this game and stay really thoughtful in this game, you should think about the slowest scroll. And the reason I love email is it, it if, if, if there's 40 emails in someone's inbox, they're not scrolling as fast as they're scroll, scrolling on Facebook. They're it's the slowest scroll. They're watching every subject line and then they're clicking one and reading what it is. They're watching each message in, in a personalized way. If If that doesn't click something for you, I will tell you, just think about that again. You are now basically getting yourself into a platform which is the slowest scroll. You want to be in the slowest scroll because people actually pay more attention to the slowest scroll. People spend tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars creating Instagram videos and Facebook videos and TikTok videos and dancing when it is the fastest scroll platform and you're hoping that whether they follow you or the audience will serve your stuff up. In email, right, and I'm not, those are all fantastic and we all do them, but in email, they have opted in and it is the slowest scroll. They're giving you attention both from a platform perspective and a behavior perspective. So respect the slowest scroll. And all of this is important because like right now we send, you know, multiple million emails per month. As I shared with you, we have made over $10 million on email alone without talking to anybody on the phone. Uh, many of you are like, oh my gosh, Sharon, if you can do that, if I could just, if you could have one salesperson, you will sell them more stuff. Yes, I understand that. Like I am, I understand I have average intelligence on that stuff, but I don't want to, right? That is the, that's the, I just want to show you the power of email. So all that said, that is the why, the why behind why we're kind of having this conversation. There's, there's three big problems, right? So let me go to the second part of it and I'll give you the three commandments. We think about these three big problems. This is what came up in our mastermind discussion. Number one, isn't email, isn't more email annoying? Sharon, you're telling me to send more email when we already get more email. Isn't sending more email annoying? Or man, this tech is just way too complex. I can send email from my Apple iPhone, but like everything else is too complex. Or third, it's like, well, email is not my jam. I, I'm a text message only person, or I only send voice memos and videos, and I'm a people person. Well, that's fine, but people still communicate with their phone. So you got to kind of send email. So uh, the, I think the opportunity is this, right? The opportunity is if if you write good email, it doesn't matter if you if more email is sent. We all want good stuff. There's more and more content being produced on every single platform these days. There's more and more podcasts being launched every single day. You would think that there are enough podcasts. If no new podcasts were started for the rest of time, there would be enough podcasts for all of us to listen to for the rest of time. If no new information was put on the internet for the rest of time, there would be enough information for all of us to utilize for the rest of time, right? That does not mean there's a reason for that. The reason is our job is to write gooder. Our job is to write better, right? And, and, the most important part of all of this is I want to show you the power of email being a personal platform. 
please don't fight this. It's a personal platform, meaning most people read email by themselves and they read email individually. So when you're in on social media and you're scrolling with friends in a, in a line at Starbucks, whatever, you're scrolling really fast. And when you see a post, you read it and then you keep scrolling. There's no change in context. But with email, you're scrolling. You see an email that you like from Sharon. You stop it. You click on it. Then you go into Sharon's only email and then you read that email. Email is a personal experience, right? We don't read email and scroll. We sort email in the slowest scroll. And then when we click and read it, we read it personally. That is a huge, huge modality shift. No other platform has that. That is no different than us, you and me, having this podcast experience right now where you didn't scroll through a podcast. You're with me right now. We're talking about this, learning about this together. And you double-click into this episode so you were able to listen to it. And I get to, I get to share something with you for longer than a scroll. Our job is to beat the scroll in a lot of ways. That's why the, the the social media marketers of today call this the quote scroll stopper. Imagine that. The whole thing is like can I can I make a scroll stopper? And the crazy part about email is it is already a scroll stopper, which is what is really cool. All right. So uh, let's let's jump right into the three commandments. Of of all after sending tens of million uh, millions of emails a year, after making over ten million dollars just from email directly. I want to give you the lessons learned the hard way. So three commandments of of email, all right? Number one, this may sound really basic, and uh, but thou shall only send emails to subscribers, okay? Please, do not download lists. Do not uh, buy... Do not buy random lists. Do not scrape lists. Do not go to your uh, local, uh, you know, country club and and, and and you know pull off a list. Thou shall only send email to subscribers. And I will tell you right now, if that fundamentally the job becomes how to get more subscribers, but thou shall only send emails to subscribers. By the way, if you're not in the email game and you uh, want to see like what are the tools that we use that may be helpful to you. Um, I should set this up, but go ahead and just direct message me the word on Instagram, email masterclass, uh, and my team will just send you everything that we talked about so you can have, have it all. I already built it, so you can you can just have it. So number one, thou shall only send emails to subscribers. Do not, do not, do not spam, right? The reason I tell you this is uh, when one of our past companies, one of our team members downloaded and bought this big list and started to spam and I didn't know about it because we had a corporate kind of account for all our salespeople. And I I got a letter from the DOJ. Yes, it's in the United States Department of Justice. It is called the violation of the I can Spam Act. You're not allowed to do that. So uh, I would love for you not to get a letter from the DOJ. So please don't do that. Number one, we only said to subscribers, mainly for this reason. The reason is they have opted into listen, hearing from you because when they opt to hearing from you, you can, you can have much more of a deeper impact. Like think about this for a second. If you didn't opt to listening to this podcast and you were driving in the car and my podcast just started playing, how would you feel? You'd feel terrible. Like that's not cool. That's spamming. I would not do that. Nobody likes that, right? So yeah. Uh, Email commandment number one, number one, thou shall only send emails to subscribers. All right, that's number one. Number two, thou shall write email like you're writing to a friend. Okay, please, please, please. For, I'm gonna assume that 
uh, 99% of us are using email as a communication tool, not just to sell some products. So if you're an Allbirds or an Amazon or a Stitch Fix or Apple and you want your email and you want to send out an email with a bunch of pictures where people can click and go buy something, I understand. E-commerce is a little different where people are enchanted and immersed by a picture that they can click to go buy stuff. I totally get that. I am not referring to that. If that is your jam, that's okay. Please know that e-commerce emails are fine, but a lot of them go into promo folders and that's okay. But this is not what I'm referring to. If you want to have a great email relationship rapport with your list, with your community, what you want to do is thou shall write email like you're writing to a friend. So here's how I would write an email to my friend, right? My email, uh, let's say I was writing to my friend Layla. I'd be like, hey, that's all my subject line would say. Hey, right? Or it would say concert. Or it would say dinner. It's like a one word. It wouldn't say four ways to grow your business in 2022. That's marketing. I write an email like you're writing to a friend. I'd say, hey, or say dinner tomorrow. And then literally on the in the email, like I don't know any personalization or anything. I'm like, um, hey, are you in Newport Beach? Would love to go to dinner if you're available tomorrow. How about this restaurant link? That's how you write email to a friend, right? The the big part of that is you assume rapport. By the way, I, I send you, I say that because I just like two minutes ago, I emailed from my, I emailed my friend Layla Hormozzi exactly that, right? So I, <laughs> I use her name. Uh, hopefully she'll listen to this. I use her name just because it was on, on top of my mind. The idea is that you assume rapport uh, when you write email and Instead of instead of making every piece of email like a pamphlet or a campaign or a uh, or a sales ladder or a landing page, write email like you're writing to a friend because they are in. If they don't assume rapport, they're not going to assume. If you don't assume rapport, they're not going to assume rapport, and that does not work. So if you can write more email like you're writing to a friend, it gets a lot easier because now you can do things that you can do in email that you can do with friends. What can you do? You can say, hey, check out this video, link, right? Hey, um, if, you're, if, you wanna, if you wanna join Fantasy Football, rep- reply and I'll put you on the list. So you can make, you can do soft call to actions because we're okay doing call to actions with our friends and that's super important. So that's number two, thou shall write email like you're writing to a friend. If you find yourself, look at your last email that you sent and if it has four paragraphs, ask yourself if that is what you would write to a friend. I'm telling you the answer is probably not, right? Now, is there a place for that? Sure. But on if you're sending one, two, three, four, seven, fifteen emails a week, yes, I said a week, then you would not do it that way, right? So, so, so thou, shall, thou shall write email like you're writing to a friend. And here is number three. This is probably the most important part of it. Thou shall use the caffeine schedule. <laughs> Thou shall use the caffeine schedule. And you're like, well, Sharon, what is the caffeine schedule? Well, let me tell you what the caffeine schedule is. There's two things when it comes to caffeine, whether you like caffeine or not. I'm not even a big, by the way, I'm not even a big coffee drinker. I, I just drink, I go to Starbucks every day because I wake up really early and they're the only store open and I need like a routine. I don't even like coffee. I just, but I, I order the same drink every single day. The people, the, the barista knows me every single day. And it's just easier. But the point is when I talk about the caffeine schedule, because there's two components to the caffeine schedule. Caffeine, component number one is your schedule is sort of set. 
A lot of people will say, hey, I get coffee like three times a week. That's cool. Say you drive by that Starbucks every morning three times a week and you stop in, you get the same order. That's cool. But there's another part of the caffeine schedule, which is sometimes you get coffee when you feel tired. Maybe it's a, you've had a, you didn't sleep well the night before and it's like 11 o'clock or noon and you're like, you know what? I don't even need lunch. I just need to pick me up. Let me go get a, let me go get a quick, uh, quick cup of coffee, right? Those are the two, that's what I mean by the caffeine schedule, which is there's a set schedule, whatever that schedule is, every day at 5 a.m. or a couple times a week when you're driving to a, a certain location or whatever it may be, right? There is a set schedule. And the other part of the schedule is as and when you feel like you need it. So I like to send email the frequency, when people ask me, well, how many emails should you send? I like to send use the frequency of the caffeine schedule. There's two components. There's a set schedule, number one, and then there's an, on, on top of that, as and when you need it, on top of that. So let me explain for a second. The average consumer in my last kind of report that I read gets 97 emails in their primary inbox. So they get roughly 100 emails a day. And a lot of people tell me, oh, I send a once uh, once a month or every other week newsletter. So just so you know, your very pretty newsletter with pink font and a lot of pictures and like moving graphics and like 400 things inside the email is one out of 1,500 emails. So if I got your email two times a month and it was one out of 1,500 emails and it had a bunch of pictures, links to 17 different things, said, you know, watch this event, go to this thing, here's that, here's this, and that's all I got every, like, two times a month. I, I'm telling you right now, people don't have the attention span to read it because now you're bar buried with 14, 1,500 other emails. That's why this, the caffeine schedule is important because the set schedule is that you want, you just have to know that people roughly are getting 100 emails a day. Do you want to be one out of 100 or do you want to be one out of 300? Or do you want to be one out of 500? Or do you want to be one out of 700 as in a week? Even if you write once a week, which you think is a lot, is one out of 700 emails in someone's inbox, right? Primary inbox, not, I'm not even talking about the rest. So if you, which is why, we'll, we'll talk about brand another time, but you gotta get on a set schedule because the more better cadence you have, the better you will do. I'm gonna suggest to you that your every other week newsletter is useless. Like nobody cares. If you think that's working, just imagine if you wrote two times a week and you actually wrote good stuff. You're, if you're writing an every other week newsletter with a bunch of stuff in it, I will tell you right now, there's a good chance that you don't even need to send it. It is not having any impact whatsoever. I know you hate it that I'm telling you this, but I, I've, I've tried this with tons of people, including myself, every other week stuff, with pretty graphics, you're one out of 1,500 emails and nobody nobody cares. It, it, it will underperform significantly, which is why we need the caffeine schedule. It is a set schedule that you're like, hey, I write Tuesdays and Thursdays every single week and um, as and when I have something going on on the weekend or something crazy happened or when I ran a marathon or want to sell something, I send two more. That's cool. That is the caffeine schedule, right? Caffeine schedule is a set schedule that you follow no matter what plus you send more email as and when you need to. Those are, like you may think, is that it? Those are the three commandments. The three commandments are number one, thou shall only send emails to subscribers. By the way, I think I mentioned this. If you want a copy of the masterclass, the, my team's gonna kill me. <laughs> uh, and and uh, the tech stack that we use and, and 
all, all the pieces of the puzzle so that you can just plug and play with it, just DM me the word email masterclass or DM uh, on Instagram and my team will just send you the link, all right? So number one, thou shalt only send emails to subscribers. Number two, assume rapport, meaning thou shalt write email like you're writing to a friend. Number three, uh, about frequency, thou shalt use the caffeine schedule, which is number one, a set schedule, and number two, more as you need to. If you just did those three things with your email marketing, these are the lessons in the last 10 years I have learned the hard way. If you just do that, a lot of people just do this naturally. Maybe I'm just dumb. A lot of people do this naturally, but I've learned this the hard way, which is why our our uh, my team said to me the other day, our worst email engages, our worst email engages at over 50% right so which is crazy if you think about it the average industry good industry open open rates are 17% the average like so you're roughly in the 12 to 17% you're getting 20% open rates you are a rock star i'm telling you that our 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 worst performing messages are are just over 50% 51% there's a reason for that, and that's because we are, number one, we only send to subscribers. Number two, we write like we're writing to a friend. And number three, we use our caffeine schedule where there's a set schedule plus more as we need to. Those are the uh, three commandments for email. Again, if you want the full replay, just DM us the word email masterclass and my team will send you all the details. I hope that was helpful to you on your email journey, uh, and we're happy to send you the masterclass that we did. If that was helpful, just do that, and I will catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So, for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there. <laughs>